to the Caspian Podcast, the podcast with the Caspian Post, with me, Mark Elliott. And hello once again, and welcome to the Caspian Podcast. Today with uh, me, Mark Elliott, is Teresa or Teresa Hamlin, according to whether she's being pronounced in Azerbaijani or her native American dialect. So um, Teresa is from Minnesota, but for 16 years, I believe, has been living in rural Azerbaijan. Um, she's called herself the accidental entrepreneur, and that's because she set up a, a company with the um, somewhat misleadingly uh, simple name of Azerbaijani socks. But um, today we're going to find out a little bit about what makes these Azerbaijani socks so special. But first of all, welcome, Teresa. Teresa. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks for having me. And do tell us, because you're, I mean, it's rare enough to spend 15, 16 years in Azerbaijan, but I gather that you're in Gusar rather than Baku generally, and which is a town, well, tell us where it is and, and how on earth you ended up being there. Well, I, I originally came to Baku and I lived in Baku actually for quite a few years. And then I ended up moving to Gusar to work at, there's a ski resort there, which is, it's in, Gusar is in the north part of Azerbaijan. So um, I, I'm originally an English teacher. So I went there to teach English at the ski resort and just loved it. And so now I spend my time there and also in Baku. So. And just to let people know, because I think it's even a surprise to some people to know that Azerbaijan has ski resorts. I mean, it's a, a pretty glitzy affair, isn't it? The Shardag Resort. It is. It's quite the thing to see. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's the skiing is, is pretty good, but the hotel and, you know, all the environment there is very, you know, high class. Yeah, I got the impression a lot of people go there to see the ski resort rather than to actually be skiing themselves. And so I gather you were there before it officially opened and you were actually training the people uh, that work there to, to speak English. Yeah. Is, is that the idea? That is. Right before it opened, like a couple of months, I went there. So Now, was it at this point that you discovered the so-called Azerbaijani socks or is it, was that, did that come later? Um, yeah, I think it was it was during my first couple of years um, while I was working there. The locals all like if you go to any of their houses, they're always wearing them on their feet. But you can't like you can find some at the bazaar, but they they tend to like sell kind of their worst. I don't know why they sell like their worst stuff to the bazaar, you know, and someone had given my parents had come to visit them. Someone gave a pair to my mom and she really she brought it to America and wore it like every day wore holes in it. So I think that was kind of like, and she was interested in getting another pair. And I was like, well, how can I find another pair for you? Um, so I started asking people and people were interested in selling them from their homes, but there wasn't like a place that like a person could buy them. So that was think, kind of how it's. Well, I think the first thing we need to do is uh, for those who are watching the video, do you have one of the traditional style ones that you could show us um, in the traditional materials that we could just see what you mean? Because I think it's important that people realize um, when we say socks, this is more like a slipper uh, with, a, with, with a stocking leg. Um, and it's all made in, well, well, you tell me, what sort of materials are they typically made of or traditionally made of? So uh, we have a couple, we have two different kinds. We have like the short kind. So this is like, if you're looking on the video, it's just up into your ankle. Um, and it's like a knit, more like house sock. So this is a traditional kind of one they wear in their house. And they also have the long ones. They come up about mid calf. Um, and we're using, you know, um, it's not totally natural materials like 
the ones that they used to make um, were made from their own sheep and they would make their own yarn. Um, but nobody's really doing that anymore, unfortunately. Um, so we buy our materials from Turkey. Like is, is, is that... Is that because the the local wool just it just feels too rough on the feet? Is that the the problem? Um, yeah, you know it's quite rough, so it's not super great. But even all the locals like prefer. They always when the locals want to buy socks, they come asking for. Do you have any like of the real wool? Um, so I think they like it for kind of its health purposes. Mm. Um, but I did find some women who know how to make the yarn from wool, but they just say no, it's too hard. We're not doing that anymore. Like that's too much work, like too many other things to do. It's too, you know, I mean, I guess they would probably, you know, sell it for, you know, they would have to sell it for so much money to yeah. make it worth all. The effort. Yes, because you, you it, wherever you go in, in museums across Azerbaijan, you see the old spinning equipment. And, and this was obviously a thing you did. Um, but traditionally, isn't it true to say that the socks were part of the bridal dowry? Can, can you talk us through how that worked? Yeah, so like, especially in Gusar, where I first started the business, we, um, you know, the women, they would have, there would be some women in their villages or in their town who knew how to make these socks. And they would hire them to make me like 20 pairs of socks for my dowry. And they would bring them with them when they got married. And they would have a couple pairs for themselves, you know, because they don't last forever. They would give some to their mother-in-law and their new sisters-in-law. And I don't know, all the other kind of women in their house, in their new house. So it was like a present for them. Mm. Now, Azerbaijan, uh, uh, for example, this is just one of many books I have on Azerbaijani carpets. And th the literature goes on and on about carpets. And yet, from what I gather, to some extent, within the re realm of making socks in, in, in of these traditional style, or these stocking socks of slippers, um, there is a similar range of, of local designs. Now, I, I gather you you have branched out and actually have a whole series from different regions. Talk us through, okay, uh, how you've gone about sourcing them and, and what are the main differences, if you could show us that. Sure. So um, right now we're working in about 12 regions of Azerbaijan. So all the different- 12 regions, most, wow. Yeah. Most of our knitters are living like in mountainous regions or just in general, like kind of the colder mountainous regions are the place where they've traditionally made these socks. Um, so- like, like I said, I started in Gusar and the Lesgis, which is a people group, they're very famous for their socks. So for example, they, they like making this very um, red glandular and green. So that this is like their kind of traditional, like very traditional looking sock, if you can see on the video. So can you, let's just describe that. So you've got red, a deep, are the colors important or is it more the actual uh, motifs? The colors are very important. They really only do like the socks up there in these colors, um, but they have like, this one has some kind of like um, flower on it. Um, yeah. So then a lot of them have flowers um, and also they have th this, this is also a an apple. They call this an apple in the Lesky. Um, and for those people who, 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 who don't have the video, the, this apple is a very much a, a stylized isn't it so it's sort of a let's have a look at that so you've got and would you say that that is typical again of a lesgi sock with a with yeah, a it so it's almost like an a, yes okay. it's, it's almost like an arrow going through like a william tell sort of thing so the the apple with an arrow passing through it almost they, uh, they have like little leaves here on the edges though and and that how much 
the, these shorter socks rather than the ones that come up all the way up your leg um this this one for those who aren't looking just just goes around the ankle um is that something that you have adapted or is that another of the possibilities of traditional design no, this, is, this is very traditional to make the short ones as well so this is something more like especially men you know men would wear these women too but you know they're more practical than the long ones they're just easier to slip on and kind of keep in your purse if you're going somewhere else or something like that okay so so uh, lesgian and, and and just for those people who don't know these terms the lesgian uh, people are uh, an ethno-linguistic group which straddle the russian or dagestani russian and uh, azerbaijani borders up in the northern uh, mountains of azerbaijan but you said you, you you go for 12 different regions so what else do we have so let's see we have so you saw like in the lesgian style they kind of have like this it's a separate kind of part of the 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 heel and the toe. So the but heel. In, that, so the heel is sort of plain, whereas the the design is at the front toe. Okay, right. lovely. But you can see these socks. Then these um, these come from Larik, and those who are just listening, they have just the design all the way, like you know, to the heel. So it's. I don't know. Yes. So, so here we've got basically dashes and uh, zigzags, which work their way right around the heel, and then this lovely. Um, diamond pattern on on the on the foot so uh, when you're looking down you'd see that now you say that's from lerik lerik is whereabouts is that in azerbaijan um that's in the southern part and the people who live there are like the tallish people so they have their own style of socks they also have kind of like a different style of long socks like if you look at the um the heel like it, the pattern goes all the way to the heel in the the lerik style long socks but like in the Lesgi style socks, they, they make a heel. Can you see the difference here? So they like yeah. kind of like have a one color, like different heel. Where is so they just have like a little bit of different, you know, kind of knitting, you know, the ways that their grandma and grandpas and all those people, mm. grandmas um, taught them how to knit. So they're just a little bit different style. If, if, in your opinion, which is the more comfortable? Um, or does it not? It just has a difference according to yeah, your own I, sense of style. Yeah, I can't. I can't play favorites. <laughs> they might right. hear me. And... <laughs> so, so okay. So, um, but so Lerik, as you say, is in the south, in the in the Talish Mountains. The Talish people also speaking their own language. Now, you, yeah. I think you even go further south uh, into Astara and that area. Yeah. Let's see. I have a pair of socks here from Astara. So they look something like this. So, so this is their style. Um, and again, and so so to describe that to people, we, we're looking at basically. The, like, more like uh, little little squarish diamonds at the top, and then a but a much more bold. Um, what's a the word for that? Chevron, I think. They call chevron. It. That's the very word I was looking for. Chevron look. Yes. So, are the chevrons particular to Astoria, or is that uh, this particular village? Sure. I think that's, this is kind of a common thing, I think, all over the country, especially for men. This is like the common, you know, because the men don't want the ones with the flowers on them, etc. So this is quite a common. Oh, I see. I think, yeah. Um, so if you're looking at the chevrons, it's more of a man sock. Um, now, one of the lovely things when, I, when you're looking on your website, uh, it, you don't just find these socks, you find the knitters, you, 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 you invite, and I think it was the Astara village was it not that that actually found you and invited you to come to the could you tell us the story about how that happened 
Sure, sure. So I was, I went on kind of the local channel TV here and they were, you know, interviewing me about um, what my project and this mayor in Astara, he called me, he came and met with me in Baku and said, my village is full of women and they need jobs and they can knit beautiful socks. So I went down there and he had all these women and we gave them all kind of like samples and out of them, we chose like four or five women who um, were able to make up to our standards of socks. So yeah, that's, so sometimes people find us that way. Um, and yes, as I say, on your website, you have the personal tales of, of the, the different knitters. And I, I gather that one of the criteria is that, uh, you know, you're really trying to see this as, as a community assistance project as much as anything. Um, now I, I, I made a note of a few of the, uh, I think it was Narmina that was one of the people from the mountain top in Astara. Um, and yeah. she was putting uh, her daughter through nursing college. And it was Rosa who wanted to send the, the daughters to university. Um, what, which, which would you say was the most heart uh, was moving of the stories that, that you've come across? Um, well, one of our most, uh, our first knitters that we started with, she, she used to be a Russian teacher. So she was very, you know, um, refined and her family got into debt. There was this time in Azerbaijan, you know, where the dollar, the monot fell against the dollar. So they had taken out some kind of loan and they had to pay back you know, double what they were paying before because they had taken out dollars. Anyways, so I found this lady in the bazaar in Gusar. She was just like sitting, you know, kind of knitting. And I was like, you know, so I started bringing her yarn and I said, why are you sitting here in the bazaar? You know, she's like, well, I don't have, I'm trying to earn money anyways. So she ended up, you know, I, one time I saw her daughter-in-law there with her. I'm like, take this lady home. I'm going to give her work. Why is she sitting? You know, it's very cold there and she's sitting by the fire kind of knitting. Um, so she's been, we've been working with her for four years and they've been able to pay back their loan and kind of, you know, she earns her dignity back by, you know, I don't know, I guess it's as a teacher, according to her, you know, sitting, sitting in the bazaar is, is something, you know, that's somewhat not, demeaning. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. And now, so I, uh, how does it work then? If, if someone wants to be a knitter, do, do they need a lot? I mean, presumably these people don't have an awful lot of capital behind them. How can you help them get into business? Um, yeah, so basically my job is to, I bring them the yarn and the ladies themselves, I mean, these are their socks. I, I personally don't know how to knit. I don't have any, you know, experience in making, you know, patterns or anything. So basically what I'm doing is just bringing them yarn and then I buy their products from them. So they knit and I buy them from them and then I market them to the West. So, yeah, so everything is kind of their, you know, their own job and they don't have to have any capital. All they need to know is how to knit or, you know, most of them can learn from their neighbor or someone, some YouTube channel. We have some, some <laughs> ladies teaching on there, et cetera. And, and and so, but you're actually providing the yarn, so they don't even need to buy that. Yes, yes. Hey, okay. And now, I think the one other thing I noticed on your website re recently that you seem to have uh, the opportunity for people to have uh, socks or stockings or whatever we want to call these these wonderful things. Well, what would, by the way, what do we call them in Azerbaijani? Uh, in Azerbaijani, they're called jorab. Jorab. So that's yeah, so that's the, you know, it's the same word they use for like a regular sock that you would wear under in your shoe, but they also call it, I mean, depending on the area. So every area kind of has their own, just like they have their own, you know, like patterns, they also have their own kind of word for them as well. So that's the general word for it. Okay. So, so if, 
someone wants this made to made to measure Jurava. Um, what? How, how? I mean, is this? How much is flexible? Are they going to get their name put into it, or what? What? Or, or is it completely made to measure? What? What? What sort of thing are you offering there? Um. Yeah, we don't. We we do have some like like Christmas like holiday stockings where you can have your name written on them. You know, like Santa Claus comes and puts them. You know, in America, we have this. So I've kind of uh, adapted some things um, to try to, you know, get the the sales better. But then they they like have the 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 motifs, you know, the traditional motifs on them. Um, but as far as the long socks, I think we we don't do much names. You just kind of buy. You pick a size and you pick the colors you want, and they can buy them. Right. Well, uh, Teresa, I, I think it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, are you? planning to stay in Azerbaijan for the foreseeable future or you you know what's what, what's your personal um plans I now? In yeah so I'm really sorry love- we lost you there for a second sorry. sorry yes I love living in Azerbaijan and hope that they will like let me stay here for a long time <laughs> well I, I I hope so too and and just in case people hadn't realized when you when you say you have these interviews you're doing this in fluent Azerbaijani I gather it's not this isn't in English no I also speak Azerbaijani it's hard to um you know, run a business in Azerbaijan without the local language, working with all these women. So I definitely need to learn to know the language. And maybe even bits and pieces of Talish and, and Lesgi as well. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> Enough to make them happy and give them, you know, yeah. Well, Teresa Hamlin, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you've been listening to the Caspian podcast and we hope you'll join us again in the future. Um, thanks and see you soon. Mm-hmm.